Dude, I did so much stuff in my 20s. Like I went to yeah. two different colleges. I crewed films. I, I was like, you know, going to New York and Canada and I moved to another country and I did all, you know, moved to LA. Yeah. And then in my 30s, I've just lived in LA and had had my white collar businessman job. <laughs> so that, and that's made the time fall. Yeah, I guess you just like, just shove as much shit into your life as possible to make it seem like time's going slower. I, like, yeah, I think it's the big swings because it's like, yeah, I did the way my life looked was so different year to year. Whereas now it's more or less like, you know, I work Monday to Friday and I do projects and I write and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I agree. It is like that. But like when your days kind of merge together, they like truly merge together. Like if you have five days that, that are exactly the same, it mm-hmm. kind of becomes one day. Yeah. The pandemic is definitely, there's a huge crater. It's not fun to talk about, but <laughs> yeah. Fuck. All right. Let's, let's, let's get moving. Hey, Welcome to the Now You're Playing With Podcast, the podcast. Podcast where we go through every issue of Nintendo Power Magazine from issue one to issue, I'm sorry, volume volume. one to volume 30 where we're at right now. Yeah, and we're at volume 30 in uh, the (laughs) pre-COVID date of November 1991. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Just think of how much time those of us who were uh, around in 1991, like me, Weston. Yeah, I uh, was... Because I I was alive then and you were not yet. Yeah, I guess I was doing worse than I am now. (laughs) Uh, I I was not alive. You weren't missing that much. Yeah. Do you ever have like a... a, There's no internet. A time... Do you, do you ever like feel like if you could have been born at any age, do you feel like you'd go back or forwards? Oh, like what decades or whatever? Yeah. Do you feel like you'd want to like be like, I want to like see, like I'll just roll the dice and see like maybe in like 500 years we're like immortal <laughs> or something, Yeah, you know, like roll the dice on like, no, it doesn't sound good. Yeah. Like there's a chance, you know, it could be like totally destroyed. The world's we're all fucking dead and it's terrible. Or yeah. like there's a chance that like there's been some roach good innovation. diet, man. Yeah, that roach based diet. Do you feel like you'd roll the dice on that? Oh, that's a good question. Um, would it be like Futurama rules where if things are bad, I can just go back into the pod and keep going? <laughs> no, I think it's a one time <laughs> roll for me. <laughs> yeah, th- things are not great, but I would take it, it does feel like uh, the 90s and to some extent the aughts were a little better, but also, you know, like uh, I'd probably miss. You know, like Battlestar Galactica and Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've always wondered like how much like I mean, this is a video. Those game are the podcast, two things but... I would miss specifically: are Battlestar and Xbox. <laughs> it would be a big loss. I don't. I, I I think you'd be so sad without those. Um, yeah, yeah. Brett, you're the other host of this. What would you do? Um, and I don't know if this is just my my brain being somewhat addictive. Like mm-hmm. I would, I think I have an addictive personality, but I'm like. Roll those fucking dice, baby. Let's do it. Let's see what the fuck happens, man. It's the uh, it's my favorite Simpsons quote. When am I going to be here again? Yeah. The the lever for the super happy fun slide. I'm going to fast forward like 500 years. Okay. And um, hope 
all that global warming should get figured out. Yeah. And that like, I feel like we're either going to come out of that with like a better world or worse, I guess. So I'm going to just roll the dice that it's not going to be like post-apocalyptic nightmare. Yeah. It's either going to be Star Trek, the next generation or season two of Star Trek Picard. (laughs) (laughs) I don't follow it, but I'm I'm with you. Uh, In season two of Star Trek Picard, uh, the world is horrible because they do not solve climate change. Oh, wow. Okay. So we'll see. Yeah. I, um, and that show bums me. <laughs> it's anyways, not because of the content. Yeah. Oh, just cause you didn't like the show. Hey, you know what? Star Trek show is amazing. Star Trek, strange new worlds. <laughs> hey, there we go. Okay. Well, maybe we should dive into this whole thing. You know, I'm, I'm Brett. We at the Weston bud. I, I don't know if we introduced ourselves, but here, here we go. That counts. We, we did like a soft introduction, but yeah, we're writer boys in Los we're, Angeles. <laughs> you know, you know the drill or maybe you don't if you're a new listener and welcome to the show. Uh, this volume, uh, the cover is whoop. The cover Final Fantasy 2. Final Fantasy 2, yeah. It's like uh, Final Fantasy 4 in Japan, blah, blah, blah. It's like the main thing. Yeah, it's, it's, there's all that stuff. So I didn't actually know that. I, I didn't know that 2 was 4. I knew that they went out of order, but I didn't know it happened right away. I it, thought it took a while to get us all flip-floppy and stuff. I'm so curious why they didn't do 2 and 3 on the NES. Was it that they waited so long to bring the first one over that they're just like, ah, whatever? I don't know. Yeah, because I I thought the first one did pretty well in the U.S. Yeah, it was Um, a hit. And it's very highly, you know, in the magazine, we're going to get to the top 30 where it's very highly ranked. At the very least, at least we got the good ones. Like, 4 is a good one. That's like the first one. That's like like the best one to date, I believe. 1 through 4, 4 is probably the best because it's the first one that has a story. You like start off as the evil guy. Yeah, yeah, you're one of the Red Wings. Yeah. Uh, this was my first issue of Nintendo Power from my subscription. Yeah, yeah, at, yeah. As a as a little as a little writer boy, <laughs> more of like a little comic artist boy. But like, uh, yeah. So I <laughs> did not really play Final Fantasy two at the time. Yeah. But thanks to this magazine, I know the plot of like the first third of the game and pretty good detail as a kid were you like drawn to it do you did you think like oh man this final fantasy 2 game looks cool or yeah and you know what grabbed me uh and we can talk about it a little more in that section uh because I, I thought that was still pretty interesting is there's a little bit of like dramatic irony to the characters uh, so they they have and eh, maybe maybe we'll save it for when we get there yeah the we can save it till we get there um but yeah like there's uh it's compelling there's like plot twists there's yeah uh, th- bad things happen to characters cuz they're being heroic or you know whatever yeah, they there's have a lot shady morals a lot of subversion and stuff like that yeah which is like which is good my- building blocks of storytelling stuff absolutely i tend to um i tend to only like stuff that's subversive um <laughs> uh and did, did, did a person draw, uh, in this cover, you have a little like night guy uh, riding a gigantic eagle. Yeah, is that supposed to be a chocobo? I did not play oh, much of this. But. Yeah, maybe. That, I mean, I always picture chocobos as, as, as He's flying, as yellow, though. Yeah, I don't know. Chocobos don't fly. They run. This is an illustration. It looks pretty good. I like it. But do you think flying a gigantic eagle is cool? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you not? No, I think it's awesome. I, I was going to ask you, like, do you feel like if you could resize any animal and write it? <laughs> so whether it's an ant or oh man, would like, I, what would if you could like make any a- animal or insect writable in the size of a writable object? Um, do you think you? It's a great. 
So, so you're asking like, which one would I do? I, yeah. Am I riding this creature to war or is it in a race uh, or just for fun? Yeah. I would say it's like, it's pretty much like your destiny beanie. It's more of just a cool thing. You <laughs> <laughs> leave like, my destiny beanie alone. <laughs> okay. So it's it, like, it's a flex. Yeah. You're, you're at the flex. You're riding okay. up, you're riding up to the bar and on this thing. <laughs> oh man. Um, maybe a Corgi. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, what about a penguin? It wouldn't be very fast. You're going like really cute. Like you want, like are you? You want like people? You want like attention? You want people yeah. to be like, oh, this is so cute. I wear my destiny beanie because it's cute. <laughs> I, okay, you went in a completely different route than I was thinking. Well, I, what, what, what I was you thinking do? like cool animal, but like you were like you're looking for like a nice cute. You're gonna like make everyone like happy at the bar. like everyone at the bar is gonna like want to pet your yeah you, your you, animal. You know what animal picks I've been looking at the most <laughs> online lately is ducks. Ducks are cute. I, ducks are cute as hell. I would literally in college, there was like a lake where there were um, swans and ducks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would like just miss classes because I'd get sucked into watching them. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. That's the thing I did not know about you. Yeah, they would like, especially like during winter, they'd be like all scuttling around the ice and it was like the funniest thing ever. <laughs> and I would just be like, well, I guess I'm not going to class. I'm just going to sit on this bench and watch them. That's awesome. Mailbox. Now that we're in issues that I actively had as a kid, I think we know for a fact that kids did not read the mailbox because I don't remember any of these. Yeah, totally. I mean, I don't. I, I know as a kid, I'd be um, just. I mean, the, in a magazine that's for kids, like anytime you're at a, a page where there's no pictures and it's just large blocks of text, right? Skip. I will say though this first okay so the theme for this month's mailbox is letters from Game Link dreamers so they want to remind Nintendo Power readers that you can plug one Game Boy into another and play multiplayer so they're like yeah if you could play Game Boy with anybody who would it be and this first kid Corey Barrick uh, from Neff's O he wants to play against Arnold Schwarzenegger and I actually think his letter's pretty funny because if he loses Arnold Schwarzenegger would crush his face with his hand oh yes yeah he said uh, specifically I think saying that. Arnold will crush his face with one hand and the Game Boy with the other hand, right? Yeah, I would let him win, though, because if he lost, he would probably crush the Game Boy in one hand and my face in the other. That's great. Yeah, I remember I also clocked. I also thought, um, and, and to be clear, as an adult, I, this is actually one of my favorite sections because it's the weird. It's like these weird yeah. letters. This is a little glimpse um, through, through the looking glass for of, sure. to another era. I also thought a real, real like badass challenge was one person wanted to um, challenge the Soviet president yeah, Mikhail Gorbachev. And I'm like, honestly, kid, that's fucking, he's got, that kid's got some stones. That's pretty dope. There is, a, I mean, there's a bunch of sports people like Nat, you know, Bill Elliott, uh, which, yeah, th- this guy wants to play Bill Elliott, which, of course, the next page over, the con- they do a contest winner from one of the contests from a past issue. And that kid did get to hang out with Bill Elliott and watch him lose a race. <laughs> <laughs> like Bo Jackson is in here and Michael Jordan and all that good stuff. Yeah, all the all the celebrities of the time. It was Michael Jordan. Like, is Michael Jordan hitting a stride at 1991? Oh, he was huge then. I, I want to say is, Michael Jordan was a big deal starting in the late 80s. Oh, really? Okay, I, I really don't know that Michael. I, I like. I think by the time like I knew Michael Jordan was like a big deal, he might have been past his prime. Yeah, because like, Space the, Jam the was 96, and that's like peak Jordan, right? Yeah. So I think I just missed like the heat of it, but it, that thing was so fucking hot that even as a kid, like years after the the prime time, he was still like a massive deal, still a glow. Yeah, it's like in uh, in Destiny lore, the uh, we're, 
I'm gonna keep this in. <laughs> Did wait, you wait? Hang on. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. It's the uh, the Battle of Twilight Gap in Destiny lore. <laughs> the legend is where it's like one fire team held off an entire army of uh, the fallen mm-hmm. from taking the city, and yeah. it's a bunch of characters that are still in the game. And like, there's was it Elsie? Not Elsie Bray. Um, one of the Bray kids, the hunter one. Yeah. Uh, her her like gunslinger shots still glow in the place where they were fighting because they were so powerful. Oh, okay. So there's like some aftermath. So dorky, but okay. I thought that was awesome. That, that, I, I, it's a good comparison. Please cut that though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you listened to me say the whole thing, so I'm obligated to... Uh, fine. <laughs> nah, that's all. I, I was kind of joking. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> Destiny writing rules. <laughs> okay. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here, man. Um, hey, it's the, the Flintstones. The Flintstones, the rescue of Dino and Hoppy. The first of two Flintstones games, apparently. Oh, I. No, it, it's. Uh, they did a, a sequel, Flintstones games, also. Uh, the Flintstones, you know them from the vitamins. No, uh, the vitamins. Platformer. I, I, hey, get ready for years and years of uh, tie-in games. This one's not. Uh, these Flintstone games are not bad. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't really know shit about the fucking Flintstones. <laughs> 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 All right, cool. Let's move on. Jesus Christ. This Nestor comic is awful. <laughs> but I uh, liked the first half. The, yeah, yeah. But the first, it's like two completely different comics yeah, uh, so glued together. And Nestor's Adventures, again, this like the it's a little shitty like Nintendo Power mascot who. We hate you, Nestor. Has his little comic book and he just does shitty shit. I will say in this little, in, in the little title panel, um, he's painted vote nester for president of earth and he's like pointing his thumb at it like look at how cool i am and he's such an asshole in this one yeah oh dude it's it honestly i was laughing such an asshole like my inner bully was like laughing at like just like you know it's like that whole thing when you like play like red dead redemption or like grand theft auto you're like i'm just gonna like find this one random npc and just bully the crap out of them it's really (laughs) funny uh yeah. Um, you get them to start fighting you. Yeah. And that's totally Nestor in this like, Gen- first gently half. Gently nudge them five blocks in a car by just slowly pushing them. And when they get yeah. up, they keep pushing. Don't hurt them. Just like nudge them with your car. <laughs> yeah. So Nestor is at like, it's like a go-kart place. He's got, all the kids have little Grand Prix cars. And uh, the, the ref supervisor is like, hey, don't crash into anybody. Yeah, he gives like that whole like, no bumping. And Nestor's like, fuck you, I do what I want. And immediately, just immediately. He tries to run over the guy. <laughs> immediately after the no bumping speech, Nestor full speed tries to run over the ref and says, uh, uh, he said, I think he says, kiss track goonwad. Like, I don't know. Like, somehow everything Nestor says sounds like a slur. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like Nestor saying stuff that was like unacceptable in the 90s. <laughs> genuinely fun like there's a party that that thinks that's genuinely very funny like every time you like if you were legitimately like as a real person in a go-kart place and the and the guy the, yeah. the, the, the like hungover <laughs> college kid gives the long speech that he has to give about please no bumping guys you'll have you'll we'll kick you out like you can't bump and then to immediately try to run him over 
was like in. You know how when you go to play laser tag, the the col- the hungover college kid that uh, gives you the rules of the game, he makes you do this vow where you repeat after him that you're not gonna you, you know you're gonna yeah. play fair and play to win, but you're not gonna hurt anybody. It's like if the minute that they let people into the arena, you find him and just start hitting him with the butt of your gun. <laughs> you just try to like knock this guy out. Yes. Yeah, so, so Nestor immediately starts like. These other kids who frankly look a lot older than him, he's like giving him whiplash by like not, he just wrecks everybody. Yeah. Like, I mean, like he's doing like hard, like after trying to run over the guy, he's like doing hard bumps, like really trying to just destroy these people. Yeah. Yeah. These, these people look like legitimately hurt. Uh, like he's, he's doing a lot of damage. And, yeah, like people are like falling over. There's like there's like kind of like Batman style, like crash, crunch, crump. Like people are, he's like, destroying cars he's hurting people you even see this like kid, an he knocks his tooth out knocks a tooth out Jesus. like this kid, that's just like demonic it's like he's truly like he's not even like having fun at this point like he's not doing like fun bumper cars like he's not like just being playful yeah you see this kid crying in this panel where everyone's wrecked it's just <laughs> head in their hands like he's just after blood for literally no reason he just wants everyone He's, I mean, he's clearly got some, like, massive aggression he's taking out. Yeah, like, do you think Nestor, something, like, ruined his life? And he's like, I just need to destroy some people's days. Like, yeah, have, you, like have you ever been there where it's like, things are real bad, I just need to, like, betray somebody in uh, diplomacy or something? Yeah, I, yeah, totally. And, like, yeah, he's got it. There's got it. I think he's just dealing with the Howard breakup pretty badly. And he's just oh like, my God. maybe he just needs to destroy people. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, it is fun. Like, I think if I saw someone, like, immediately try to run over the ref. I think that's funny. The guy falls over and then the kid backs up, then runs into his face. And I'm like, Ooh, this is dark. And this is what's, this is what's happening. Do you think his friend that was painting the fence is dying or something? Like he's oh, terminally you, think, Ill? you think like, yeah, like, yeah, I guess what could, what could be like the dark thing? That's like that kid, maybe like, uh, you know, this is 1990 and like, uh, we don't really know what like era these Nestor comics, like I could picture that maybe that paint had like some sort of like toxin in it. Oh yeah, you think you it's know? like lead, lead in the water, lead in the gasoline. Yeah, and like you know, I'm I'm sure Nestor's not hanging out with the most the smartest crowd of all time. So I'm sure that kid's eating paint. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So so he's clearly troubled. Yeah, like that. Yeah, that blonde boy who probably just gobbled down that whole bucket of paint is probably in the hospital dying. <laughs> um, and you know, Nestor also just lost his father figure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Man, not not a lot of you know. Nestor's mom is like uh, building websites or something. And well, I guess this is ninety one, so she she's doing some kind of graphic design work and just completely ignoring him. Yeah, and you know, it's also weird. It's like you know, we've uh, you know how cycles of abuse are. Like, I think he's 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 holding the torch. He's following it. He he's yeah. he went from getting the kid who's getting shit on to just trying to destroy every. Every person in his path. Yeah, this is just like Butcher and the Boys, where he's a he's a monster because he was raised by a monster. Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, honestly, a little a little too true. Every time Nestor draws his hand back to uh, hit one of his friends or str- a stranger, it uh, the camera quick flashes to Howard hitting him. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> so dark. This is getting. This, this comic is taking a dark turn. Well, it's about to get better because instead of yeah. dealing with reality, Nestor presses a F zero virtual reality button inside yeah. his cart and just has a fantasy race in F zero. So yeah, the the writers of the Nestor's Adventure were almost like they almost wrote something that was followable, 
But uh, of course, during this whole second half, they had to completely make it nonsensical. Yeah, he presses the zero reality and just F-Zero characters start popping up in spaceships and saying just nonsense and none of it makes sense. Yeah, so he, he since nobody was really aggressive <laughs> towards him in the race, he uh, fantasized that one of his, his racing opponent is the green alien guy from F-Zero um, who threatens to eat him. Which, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually say... Uh, this is actually on track with what Nestor's going through. Like we mentioned that like he's going through a really hard time and he's taking out an aggression. He's yeah. clearly in a manic state. Yeah. And he's starting to literally hallucinate. So he's clearly manic and he's hallucinating F Zero character. You don't think his his go kart had an F Zero virtual reality button in it? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, they even state like they at the end they pull him out. So like he is having a bit of a fever dream. Unless unless you would argue that this is all true and that uh, Nestor's the only one who sees reality. <laughs> Yeah, so he, go, he goes and um, races this guy and calls Captain Falcon on the radio to learn how to uh, hit him, hit the other F-Zero space car uh, such that he wins the race. Wait, is Captain Falcon giving him advice? Yeah, like, and he stole Captain Falcon's racer, so... That's, that's weird. Like, this is coming off as, like, I feel like some people go manic and they start hallucinating. Normally they'll get, like, Jesus told me to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Uh, and, like... Oh, Jesus told me to rob this bank, you know, and that's... I'm sure, I'm sure he did. Nestor's Jesus is Captain Falcon telling him to kill people. And Jesus tells Nestor, you're giving mankind a bad name, (laughs) which is probably the most honest the comic has ever been about Nestor. Uh, Honestly, yeah, I do think Captain Falcon needs to give him a talk. Nestor, we need to talk about how horrible you're being. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so he wins the race, and then the ref guy is like, I'm going to take you straight to jail. <laughs> uh, he's dragging him out of the car, and Nestor's like, I'm a hero to all mankind. Yeah, it's very much like Jesus told me to do it. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's the most obvious take, is he's having like a, like a mega manic episode. Probably hasn't slept in three days. <laughs> Probably took mushrooms. <laughs> Yeah, Nestor is the uh, is a, imagine like a uh, a children's television show that's like very uh, chaste and kind, and it's like all the kids are having fun, and then Nestor comes in, coked out of his mind, <laughs> and uh, just starts hurting people. Yeah, man, <laughs> like, I know. Stop. This, Nestor's going through a dark, dark path, man. This is yeah. The guardrails are off, quite literally. Like, he's, yeah. This comic could have been about him racing these kids and he literally destroys the race. Do you feel like there's like maybe even an aspect of like, even though Howard was clearly a villain, do you think there was a level of him like keeping him balanced and at bay? Like, do you think if if Howard was, if this was still Howard and Nestor, uh, you know, Howard would have popped up in the cart next to him and said, hey, buddy, uh, have you checked your tire? Like, do you think he would have like done some sort of scheme to get him to not uh, probably, I think, murder seven children? Yeah, you know, you know what's bizarre about this one is Nestor doesn't fuck up because he didn't take Howard's video game tips. So he's dangerously capable now yeah. because he he's able to uh just completely ruin everything. I mean, man, it's uh Howard's gone and and, and immediately uh Nestor, I think he's competent, but like he's competent at ruining everything. And that's yeah. that's not fun. It's not fun to watch. Like it's painful. Yeah, it really is. I um, I don't think there's hope for this kid. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think there's one thing that I we definitely are 100 percent sure of by the end of this comic, yeah. which is his paint drinking friend is uh, 
It's that, his only hope. Yeah, no, and that kid's about to. That, that kid's like a week out from the grave. I man, this is hard stuff. I. <laughs> <laughs> I He's so mean. I it's, I'm so disturbed. I want bad things to happen to him. And the crazy thing too is like, um, again, we're not even reading that much between the lines. Like it really is. Nestor straight up tried murdering and had a manic episode. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's pretty, pretty on the comic panels here. Can we move on? I don't want to talk about it anymore. Man, yes. <laughs> I am not voted for this kid for president of earth, man. This, and that, that also goes towards like mania, man. Like, I feel like if you're manic, you think you have the, the stones to become the president of earth. Yeah. You know, like he's got that like high, he's like just running on, Running on a high, man. This is crazy. You know what the darkest thing is? Is if he did run for president, he'd probably win. <laughs> Honestly, like I, I could picture him like as president with like the the like sickly paint eating boy as vice president, <laughs> who's like just like in a always wearing a blanket. And <laughs> we should name that that kid paint eater <laughs> when, we, when we refer to him. You think he'll pop up again? I'm sure he'll be behind the scenes at least. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this Final Fantasy II feature is cool because it yeah. when it introduces the characters, you get uh, you get little details not just about their skills as fighters in the game, but their story. Yeah, I actually kind of brushed through it. What what uh, did any of them stick out as particularly interesting to you? Or um, I spent a lot of time kind of remembering my experience as a kid reading this, and mm-hmm. I always found. Kane to be an interesting guy um, because Dra- Dragon Kane or Dragoon Kane. Yeah, he's a dragoon, so he can like jump and he'll be gone for two turns, and then he just hits an enemy and does a ton of damage. Oh, that's fun because he's in the air, falling towards them for like a minute. <laughs> that's <laughs> it's, awesome. It's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I remember being struck by like his little description points out that his loyalties are mysterious because he works for the king also, but while Cecil Cecil. Um, you know, he starts out as the leader of the Red Wings, but begins to have a crisis of conscience because the king keeps telling him to do evil shit. Yeah. And he's he's like, wait a minute, I don't want to be evil. Uh, Kane, on the other hand, from what I remember, is kind of like, yeah, I'll go with you, but maybe I'm not on your side. Oh, so Kane is a little bit like right away, like uh, he, no loyalty to this kind of, this game, like, starts off the, the big kind of fun thing about this game is you start off on the wrong side yeah yeah and the so the first thing you do is you go to this town and take their crystal and that like just des- i think it destroys the town or something it kills yeah, the town. you like blow up a town right away um yeah i and- i want to point out dark knight cecil a he doesn't look like a dark knight he's wearing white <laughs> he's wearing like all white yeah, armor but i guess true. maybe that's uh going towards like maybe the bad guys look like good guys but i also want to point out that he's wearing this like massive like like very like elegant, very very like thick armor and mm-hmm. no pants. Yeah, uh, Kane is also not wearing pants. So maybe that's just a thing in their kingdom. <laughs> it's a little uh, like like a Roman, you know. Yeah, honestly. Uh, great definition on both their legs. Though. Like, they, yeah, they're probably just showing off their legs. Great looking man legs. Yeah, yeah let's call let's call it what it is. <laughs> they probably got like little little weak upper bodies that they're trying to hide. <laughs> Yeah, the, the muscles are drawn onto the armor. They're not actually there. Uh, yeah, and I remember like all the plot beats of the first part of the story that are covered here in the magazine where they come back from the town and Cecil's like, hey, King, why are we doing this? And the king is like, fuck you, deliver this gift to this village and take Cain with you. 
Yeah. So Kane can like keep an eye on him. And then they get to the village and they open up the box and it's a fire monster that destroys that village. Yeah. Super messed up. What an evil guy. Yeah. And that's like, again, like for this, this seems like for the time, like I, this is very subversive and very interesting. And like, it doesn't seem like I can, like, this sounds so interesting for a game this old. Yeah, you know, like that. These are all very like modern sensibilities, and I feel like for the time, I would always expect these game stories to be the night, like you know, the Final Fantasy One. The knights go to get the crystals, and you're all good, and you're mm-hmm. all singing songs and taking yeah. baths. Yeah, and there's like dramatic plot twists where like the last boss is the first boss again, but it's not. Yeah. without without clearly defined characters, because you just pick your party. So it's just yeah. like I don't know. I need four warriors. Um, In this one. In the first Final Fantasy, yes, yeah, yes. But in this one, since you have, you know, Rydia, I remember she she's the last survivor of that village. Cool. So yeah, it's a pretty. You got like the super old sage guy. You've got you know you've you've got all. It's it's the Final Fantasy thing where you have like a big cast of characters and they're all very different and they're interesting and they have drama with each other and. Totally. Yeah. Like. And that's like the whole point. Of, like Final Fantasy games normally have dog shit stories. Hey, uh, I don't, mm, well, yeah. <laughs> like, so, okay, I, that, that's obviously being harsh. Like, they have some cool beats, but normally they're not like the most followable. And it's normally the cast that really pulls you through the the story. And that's like, yeah, uh, like it was like a recent example, Final Fantasy fifteen, which I really liked. The story was really hard to follow, but like you really like the cast, and like it that totally pulled me through the whole entire game. Yeah, and uh, it's, I, I was doing playing a Final Fantasy VII remake, same thing. Yeah, where it's just like the story is incoherent. Um, but because I don't know, Genova is uh, the, the power company. Yeah, the I mean, the whole city. Final Fantasy VII was really hard to follow in a lot of moments. It's just like, what, wait, what, what's going on? But you didn't care. You're like, oh, every character is so cool, and they're and they're cloud rules. Aerith is awesome. Yeah, dude. The, awesome. I mean, the whole cast is awesome. I thought like every character. Tifa's great. Tifa's Barrett's great. great. Barrett's awesome. Like, yeah. Red X is fucking sick. You get Hell a fucking yeah. you get a firewolf that talks. Is that and a, and a guy rides him or something? A little guy? Isn't no, like that, that's the Moogle. Okay, oh, that's yeah. Sid something. All right. Kate Sid or Sith or something, but uh, yeah, I mean that that's Final Jesse Fantasy. Is the best, and they're finally like they're finally gearing into this. They're finally like this is the first game where that's I don't think the other three had this where they like have an interesting interesting cast. I think the next one is uh, would be R three. Their six, yeah, is the next game that really legendary hits that. cast. That one actually has. I remember being able to follow that story coherently. Yeah. Uh, like all the little beats, you know, like then they fight a train. Uh, maybe not that stuff. It's a ghost train. They fight it. I do remember that. You can I body uh, slam the train. I can't say I've ever played a Final Fantasy where I've followed the story coherently. Uh, and I played I, a good amount. I did finish. So the only Final Fantasy game, oh man, now it's my turn to get heat from Final Fantasy fans after yeah. you said the stories were bad. Um, the only one I ever finished was Tactics Advance. Which oh. I love the story of that game. It's it's kind of like the never ending story where it's the kids all have this their their yeah, they real like, lives suck and they have yeah the, the fantasy storybook mm-hmm. they love called Final Fantasy and then yep. they wake up and they're in the story. That's fun. Yeah, and the main guy is the only one. Like they're all all their problems are solved. Like the kid who can't walk can walk in the fantasy world. You know, like the kid who has yeah. a terrible dad you know, has a good dad in this. And <laughs> the main kid is the first one to realize he's like, this isn't real. We need to leave this place. 
That's that, that's really neat. It's a great, it's really compelling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's a good Peter Pan energy. Yeah, that kind of story. I you know from Final Fantasy, I, I just need a cool like the sets are so cool too. The worlds are always so they look so awesome. Oh man, maybe not at this time because they can't really do that much with the SCN NES graphics. But man, even the PS One ones with those like pre rendered backgrounds. Those worlds are so man. Like I remember, there's like this one world where like you just find this massive like spinning, just tornado of sand in the overworld. Oh man, it's just this big tornado of sand, and you're just like, what is that? You eventually go into it, and you go through like these old sand like ruins that are like filled with sand, and you get to the top, and suddenly it's like this oasis that's just surrounded that's by awesome. And you're literally like going through this like beautiful like greenery, and you can see in the background just a sand flowing background. I can rate my Final Fantasy games in order based on how many belt buckles a character has on their outfit. <laughs> and you want more, right? Yeah, more means it's better. It's a better <laughs> game with more buckles. I, I, yeah, and I fucking love Final Fantasy games. So it is, it is really, I want to, I haven't played this one. This is one, you know, I would, if, if you could play a Final Fantasy game in a couple hours, I would have definitely played it for this episode. I didn't yeah. have 60 hours to, to, to drain, but. It would be cool if they, if there was a way to, yeah, yeah, because you're looking at 40 to 60 hours to knock one yeah. of these out. I think there's, didn't they, they've re-released these SNES Final Fantasy games a couple of times yep. in like collections on different consoles and I think even on mobile phones now. And I think there's versions that speed up some of the grindier parts. Yeah, that's how I've been, I've been playing the PS1 entries on the Switch. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's yeah, right, because like eight has the stupid magic as items thing. Yeah, and you can just, just turn the game on mega easy mode and just uh and I've realized I like these games better with that. I I I actually like the JRPG mechanics. I like learning like I like being even challenged by them, but I've realized like even Final Fantasy VII Remake, I just turned it to easy at a certain point and blew through it. And yeah. it was the right choice for me. Yep, that's how I'm gonna play Persona five. Uh yep. when I when I sit down with that. Okay. Uh, great counselor headshots here. I have no notes <laughs> yep. in, in counselor's corner or <laughs> counselor's corner. Uh, I'm with you. I remember. So the, there's a question here on super Mario world about butter bridge one. Uh, and I remember seeing this before I'd really played super Mario world all the way through. And it, it's like, you know, it's hard. And, uh, having played this level many times now, uh, it's pretty hard, but it's not that hard. I don't know why this kid is having any problems. Yeah, I was, I mean, that's the cool thing. That's like, it's a thing I miss as a kid that I, we don't get anymore is like when a game felt hard, it felt impossible. It felt yeah. like it really felt like you, um, you're at a state where you're like, I don't beat this. Yeah. Uh, like I was, I'm playing fallout three and that was like a childhood game for mine. And like, I remember just like whenever you're in the city of DC, yeah. I remember as a kid, I was like, yeah, this is just not for me. This is scary. But like whenever I was in it, I felt genuinely scared and genuinely like this is like where I'm not supposed to be. This is scary. And as an adult playing it, I'll go those and I still get that feeling. But I also know as an adult, I'm like, this isn't that hard. I can handle it here. But I still have like a little bit of the remnant like childhood like fear, which is cool. Man, that's I was 24 when I played that game. I know. Yeah. And it was like mega childhood, but it was enough where I was still like not great at games. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I, no, I definitely had, I mean, you know, when I was little, I was afraid of the first gap in the first level of Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> I would make other people jump over the gap for me. So yeah. I was intimidated. Do you feel like you have, like, if you play, do you feel like that childhood fear still 
is present if you played it? Do you feel like the same way like nostalgia can uh, tickle you? Do you feel like if you see that gap, do you feel any of that like, ooh, I'm a little extra scared of this gap than I should be? Like that still exists? Um, Not really the gaps in Mario. However, there is a game coming up here in the magazine called Toki that I just rediscovered on uh, Emulation Station or whatever, the arcade version. Yeah. And that brought back like powerful vibe memories yeah, of okay. that game because that game creeped me out on some level. There was something weird and unsettling about it. Yeah. And going back to it, it was like, it's not weird and unsettling anymore, but I remember it being very weird and unsettling. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe we could talk about that a little more when we hit it in the okay. magazine. Uh, have you played any of the Carmen San Diego games? We're in, we're in time as Carmen San Diego. I have not. Are they? What are they? These games are awesome. They're kind of like educational puzzle games that have a kind of roguelike design to them, where you huh. get a different villain and a different set of puzzles to solve each time. Oh, cool! Uh, it, they're they're really cool. This was it made me want to play some Carmen San Diego. Yeah, some man. Some of those educational games were great. You ever played Zumbinis? No, what is that? Ah, Zubitas is awesome. It's like, it's literally like just you um, kind of like go through like a Sims character creation screen, but it's like very, very generic and you're creating these like little cute, like kind of almost like minion, you know, like the minions from uh, Despicable Me, like, you know, kind of just like a cute kid character thing, but you're you're customizing them. All right. And you go through like a bunch of logic puzzles using the things you customized. Mm -hmm. And if you fail them, your characters will just die. Oh, awesome. So like- you'll like be in a boat and you're like the, you'll get rules in the boat. Like only people with red noses are allowed to sit next to each other. Like you'll, you'll get like a long list of rules of like who can sit next to who. And if you can't fit everyone on the boat, you just leave a couple behind and you're just going through stage after stage trying to get to Zumbiniville and you slowly lose characters as you go through. That sounds awesome. Oh dude, Zumbinis is the best. I think I, there was definitely an era. I mean this era, the early nineties, there was a lot of really good edutainment games because you had Oregon Trail. Yeah, absolute classic. Um, But I also remember a lot of like CD-based janky Mac Macintosh games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Like Andy and I used to do uh, extremely violent animations in Hyper Studio (laughs) uh, and Hyper Card animations. That was like elementary and junior high. We were doing that. Like Andy reminded me I did an animation where... uh, the Titanic misses an iceberg and then an asteroid hits it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, completely forgotten that. That's great, man. I I think you always forget sometimes. Like I always go back when I'm a kid, and obviously you have moments where like you think you're being funny as a kid, and you're clearly not. But yeah, kids can be funny. Yeah, we, got, we had our moments. <laughs> you got your. You got your. You can do it every once in a while. Centerfold. Baseball. Baseball, man, what a what a weird looking game. It's uh, yeah, the, the poster for this episode is baseball. I mean, it looks like a, like it looks like a ported like PC game. It's got like that weird like computer like half three D graphic aesthetic to it. Yeah, who was the? Oh gosh, it's weird because like I'll, they're really pushing for this one, and I've never heard of it. Like normally, what they're really pushing is like. Whether it's like a massive success or not, normally I have at least heard of it, but I have never heard of Faceball. I have heard of Faceball because I read this magazine. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's it's a first person kind of maze shooty game. Um, I, is it the thing I'm trying to look up? I may just leave this in and just be wrong about it. But uh, f- from what I remember, okay, so this is a port of a uh, a game that was on other systems where yeah, it's like little floating smiley faces and you shoot them. 
I, I was certain that this was the game developed by the people who eventually, the guy who did Star Fox. Oh, okay. But I can't find it anywhere, so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe, I mean, the, like it was like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they like grabbed a team of the best 3D graphics people and this was early 3D. But Yeah, I, I know it's wrong now because there was another, like it looked more like Star Fox where there were simple polygons in it. Yeah. Um, I f- almost feel like, I, I, I've seen baseball like very deep in the recesses of my memory. Like I, I like as if I like saw someone playing baseball once in third grade on a PC, but I don't know. Oh yeah. The game was called X. So it's still not out. It comes out in 1992, but okay. so baseball predates it. it has nothing to do with <laughs> X or star Fox. Uh, I, br- I brought it up for no reason. Um, it's also the centerfold. Um, <sighs> the other side of it's the Tom and Jerry game. Yep. Is the Tom and Jerry animated movie, I think, could come out at this time. Yep. Man. Do you want to take a break before we have to deal with the Battletoads? Yep. Hey, you're listening to the Now You're Playing With Podcast, the podcast. Are you ready? This is the beer break brought to you by Howard and Nestor. Hey, I'm Nestor. Um, glub up that beer, my friend. Here we go! Hey, thanks. Hey, it's me, Weston. Thank you for listening listening to our podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. If you've been enjoying the show, uh, the best thing you could do to help us grow would be to share it with a friend. That is the way that we can continue to grow as a podcast. So, you know, no pressure, but if you know somebody that likes weird old magazines and old video games and people dunking on terrible cartoon characters, we'd really appreciate it if you tell them about it. Yeah, like it's like growing a plant. You know, you water it and your water is sharing it with a friend and you can watch this podcast. I mean, I don't know what would change we're, for we're you. We're the sunshine in that yeah. metaphor. Yeah, we're the sunshine, bitch. Yeah, and you're, you're the one. <laughs> don't antagonize them. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the guys. <laughs> hey, we, uh, we're at the Game Boy. We're at the Game Boy section and unfortunately... We're at the Battletoads. I hate the Battletoads. <laughs> I hate them so much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, again, I, I like the Battletoads a little more than you do. I, yeah. I like um, the kind of slightly grungy, rare aesthetic. I feel like they're always like... There's a lot of black leather and buckles in yeah. the Battletoads aesthetic. We have, you know, like this title thing is just like a bunch of illustration. It's an illustration of like the main villains and the toads and... Is there is a princess and the bird guy that one of the toads is in love with and, <laughs> and the dark queen or whatever? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it's uh you know, I I actually am curious. It's like the the NES one's known for being like impossible, like uh this is the Game Boy version. Is that is it also I'm sure it makes it that much harder. Like right? yeah, I yeah. feel like I feel like all the real pros would be playing this one, right? This one's gotta be like this one feels like it'd be Although the first one is like borderline impossible, like not in a designed way, right? It's like kind of like just unfair. Yeah, I mean, this is a uh, uh, frequent listeners will remember us talking about this, but like th- they they had the ongoing comic where one of the characters, the villain, was just the level designer. Yeah, he was, he was such. He was just like, yeah, I made this real hard. Ha <laughs> I mean, I I've played a little bit of Battletoads, and it does seem like at least a comp. It's like a it's it's a smoothly made game. Like the combat feels good. 
Like, oh yeah, I have walking no... around and bonking the heads feels fun. Like it, it, it's fun to play. The gameplay is not the problem with Battletoads. It's, it's that you get to that third level and then you don't win. You stop. Winning. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's the third level. Yeah, I mean that that's like the damn level with Ninja Turtles, where it's yeah. just like it gets super hard, and every, you know that's the wall that no kid got past. I, I just don't. I I I don't like. One thing I will say that makes this feature better than the others is it's very clear that they've realized at this point that the Battletoads are not going to happen. (laughs) So they don't try to force like the Battletoads media empire on you. Yeah, it's like the the Street Sharks took over. Like the the, the Battletoads tried to take some of that. uh, SWAT cats and Street Sharks. Yeah, they tried to. One, the animal crime fighting wars. They didn't get like, they were hoping to become like... uh, Battletoads are trying to become the Burger King to the McDonald's, and they, they didn't even get that. They yeah, they they're got, not they even. They're like, they just went straight out of straight out of business. They're the Long John Silver is a fast food. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you you said Street Sharks? How do you know the Street Sharks? That um, was like my version of the of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Wait, were they around when you were? It was like, a little bit after my time, but like it was my older brother like watched the Street Sharks. Oh, okay. Um and. So that I actually have more exposure to Street Sharks than the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Wait, when you say it was after your time, so your older brother watched them? He was watching them and we had like a bunch of toys of them. We had like Street oh, okay. Shark toys. And right. I, I do remember watching some Street Farts. farts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cut that out. Uh, street. <laughs> uh, street Street Sharks and... Uh, I don't really remember it. I was like so little, but I do remember I've got like very like young, uh, hazy memories of street sharks. Okay. And not a, and zero memories of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles other than like seeing them on shirts and seeing. Right. Cause they were, they were before your time. Yeah. 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 I gotcha. Yeah. For me, that would have been like He-Man was, I was too young for He-Man. Yeah. In some ways I was too young for G.I. Joe. Because GI Joe was very much an early '80s to mid '80s yeah. thing, but like I still was super into GI Joe. Did you have like any like franchise that you really globbed onto? Ninja Turtles was a big one. Um, yeah. Power Rangers hit when I was a little too old to get into. Okay, them. Power Rangers was a thing that I watched as a kid. Oh yeah, they lasted yeah. forever. Yeah, like I remember watching like the first episode of Power Rangers. Oh wow, like right when it was was it a big hit right away? Like did yeah. It- Oh, oh man, it hit big. There was like, if if a friend had a little brother, um, there were Power Rangers stuff. I mean, I've heard that Power Rangers is like one of those kids shows that um, like somewhat holds up, you know, for like for the standard of kids shows. I, you know what? I bet that show is pretty good still. Yeah. I like, bet you could super enjoy it still. If you have that like low ass expectation, like that, it could be like one of the, I, I'm excited that if I ever have kids to have like figure out like what are the kids shows that actually aren't in, like totally not bearable to watch. Like Adventure Time. Yeah, totally. Adventure like, Time will last forever. What are the Adventure Times? Oh my God. Steven Universe. I mean, it's all the same. Kids TV's people. Gravity yeah. Falls. Gravity Falls is amazing. Uh, I have not watched as much of it as I want. I haven't like watched any of these, but yeah, what's new? To be honest, there was that She-Ra show that apparently is all right. I'll watch because like uh, 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 guest of the podcast sometimes Chase, uh, maybe listener Chase, you listening? Let me know. Chase, we're talking about Adventure Time and you're not here. Uh, I don't think Adam Muto is that good a showrunner. (laughs) Now you can't do anything. Yeah, you can't. You can't argue with me. Take take that. I'm just kidding. I love Adam Muto. uh, but I don't I, mean it. When I do watch like Adventure Time or Steven Universe, uh, in granted, I've only watched like the earlier episodes, but I do have a aspect of like this is good, 
but it's still, you know, it still is a kid's show. I mean, Avatar The Last Airbender will be good forever. That yeah. might be the best one. Like, yeah. that show's unbelievable. I agree, but I still do have a level of, like, I would rather watch Full Metal Alchemist than Avatar The Last hey, Airbender. Hey. Even though I think Avatar... La- they're, it, they're both incredible. Avatar like, is deservingly, like, that should be... It, it is one of the best crafted... Like, it is a beauty. It, it is a master craft. Uh, but I do sometimes wish it was willing to go... In, like, it goes into a surprisingly adult themes for a children's show. Oh, but yeah. I, sometimes I want to go a little bit deeper than even the surprise deep. I want to watch somebody cut in half in my cartoons. <laughs> I mean, that, that's how you end up with anime. Yeah. Um, from this era, we are getting really close to... I think 92 was when Batman the Animated Series premiered. And that show... Great show, right? Incredible. Do you think it's like comparable to Avatar: The Last Airbender? Hmm, they're different. That's a hard. Yeah. So Avatar is a serialized story. Yeah. And they didn't really do that back then. But Batman has so many iconic. I mean, that series invented Harley Quinn. Is it like a? Oh, is it like a villain of the week type show? Or yeah, yeah. So they don't have they they didn't the the Bruce Tim animated shows the Timverse did not get into really serialized storytelling until I think when they did Justice League. So that was like around 2000. So in which show we're talking about? Batman? Batman the Animated Series. Isn't Batman Beyond? Is that another one people like? Yeah, that was, I think, so they did Batman the Animated Series and uh, then they did Superman. And that's also really good. Um, I think Batman might be the better of the two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Really iconic. Like there's so much good Batman stuff in yeah. the animated series, like great standalone episodes. And then um, they did a rework of those two called the Batman Superman Adventures. <laughs> I want to watch that one. And then they did Batman Beyond, which I loved when it came out. It was so awesome. I, I, I remember Batman, like even as a kid who was not really into superhero stuff, I remember always thinking like Batman Beyond, that seems cool as shit. But I never, I never got around to watching it. So many, like you, you have like, what is it? Spider-Man 2099. And th- mm-hmm. there's all these like, futuristic cartoons that are just awful. <laughs> and then there's Batman Beyond and it just rules. Like yeah. every, oh God, there's so much good stuff in it. Thanks. Uh, Samurai Jack's a good one. Oh, Samurai Jack is incredible. Uh, I- any of the uh, uh, Gendy Tartasovsky, because he also did Dexter's Lab, right? Oh, the same guy? Yeah, I think that's him also. I think and he also made like a Star Wars thing. Yeah, he did, Wars he did like the first, awesome. he has the first two seasons of Clone Wars were like 2D animated. And I don't, I don't know where his stuff stops and like Dave Filoni begins, but apparently yeah, like Clone Wars names. and Rebels and all those shows are really good. Like animated Star Wars is like the best stuff for a long time. Yeah. This era also, uh, the real Ghostbusters was written by uh, J. Michael Straczynski, who did Since 8, uh, the Wachowskis show that's on like Netflix or whatever. Okay. And then also Babylon 5, which I loved as a kid. Okay. Anyways, um, Man, we got way off track. Right, yeah, we, 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 we got to get fucking moving, man. <laughs> uh, I, I did want to point out, okay, so this Kid Icarus game, I was just playing it earlier. I, I really, I, I may be down to play some Kid Icarus. Like, I may need to play more of it. Dude, I, I've always been, like, somewhat interested in it. Like, the fact that it's, like, kind of a Mario meets Zelda kind of aesthetic. Like, the level wrapping thing is what got me this time. Oh, really? I, I thought uh, it was, yeah, because the... Um, the maps in here, they, they make them vertical like the, uh, I think the NES game. Um, it's yeah. just you walk off the right side of the screen, you pop in on the left. A little Pac-Man rules. Yeah, this one scrolls with you though. So it's just, oh. but the levels just loop and they're very narrow and tall. And um, it's actually, I, I 
kind of dug it. Like it was super fun to go back to. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like any game, any like style of game, just throwing a little bit of RPG mechanics in it kind of goes a long way for me. Yeah, there, there's a lot of it's it's more actiony than a Zelda. But you're getting, or, or you're, Metroid. you're getting like upgrades and stuff, though, right? Yeah, you have shops that you run into, but there, you, you finish levels and get a score. Is, oh, oh, really? Okay. So it's got it, it's this mix that's a little more on the Mario side. Got it. Uh, pretty cool game. Cool. Uh, we already talked about baseball way too much. Yep. You shoot balls at faces. Yeah, <laughs> not a lot to talk about. Uh, hey, w- one final thought about the Game Boy. I lied. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, most of the games in that Game Boy section are pretty good. Oh, you're really turning. You're turning around. Uh, yeah, maybe they've figured out they how figured to make better but, Game Boy but games. But I, I would maybe push on that a little bit. None of them are iconic. None of no. them are. None of them are better than their original counterpoint. Like they all tend to be still. Kid Icarus might be. Oh, really? But, but yeah. Okay. Good point. They all still seem like compromised versions of the console experience. Totally. Anyways, we're sorry, 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 listener. Sorry, uh, we're here at the uh, SNES showcase. So now they're going to go over all the new SNES games. Um, I don't really have a lot to say about Super Tennis, except tennis is always fun. Yep, I'm with you on that. You uh, in Squadron? This is a game I've played a fair amount of. It's a it's a scrolling shooter, horizontal, and uh, it's based on a manga series called Area 88 that also has like an anime OVA, so like a direct video anime show. So I've always wanted to go watch it. Huh. Because I'm wondering what the hell the story is. Because it's like uh, Desert Storm Jet Fighter stuff, but anime. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It's like it's like it's like a, a is it Ace Combat that series where it's just like yeah, I don't know. what if jets of today were in a world where there's like mercenary jets everywhere and 200 jets get destroyed every day in <laughs> this island nation or something. I feel like I'm always kind of like bored by plane stuff. I feel like. Um, <laughs> It was like planes. Planes are boring. Well, no, it's. Like, <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. <laughs> I think that's very funny. Yeah, I feel like my dad always tried to like. He was like in the air force, and he was like a fighter oh, pilot. Right. And Wait, like, he was a pilot. Yeah. Oh, that's. Inc- I did not know that. Yeah, that's super I, cool. What I did think, he fly? Uh, a twenty, a a fifty. I don't know. A something. Was it a was it a twenty warthog? Yeah, I think it was he like, flew warthogs. Yeah, he drew. Dude, I want to meet your dad. I want to <laughs> talk airplanes with him. Yeah, but I think as a kid, like having your dad do that and always talk about it. Made me be like, I don't care about. It. Like, I feel like it's a. If you're a dad, you can't try to push something on your kid, or they're gonna hate yeah. it. And I think uh, planes was one of those things where it was just like, okay, like yeah. My my dad's a weatherman, and I do not like the weather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I get it. That, that's yeah. so. It's such a specific. You know, my dad is Dave Grohl, so I hate rock music. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, honestly. Dude, that's awesome. I did not know that. Um, I wonder what your dad would think of Area 88 slash Ewan Squadron. Um, He'd be like, this is not realistic. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I It didn't seem like uh, there wasn't like a particular love towards... He loved Star Wars, and I think he was Wait, always like... Did he fly in Desert Storm? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he just like ate Korean barbecue of, of all that. <laughs> <laughs> all right right. i think his biggest like war story was getting food poisoning (laughs) (laughs) he he was uh he was a gap he he was in the service in a gap so he didn't get to fly combat i feel i I don't think he ever like uh got into like legitimate intense combat or anything okay okay that's that's super interesting my dad uh speaking of the next game uh my dad loves baseball oh does he 
Yeah, and Baseball Simulator 1000, he would say, isn't very realistic because this is one of those baseball games where you have power ups to let you like turn the ball into a lightning bolt and stuff. And then that's that's like shitty on the on the on the sport. For yeah, him. he's shitting on the the the, the great game. <laughs> that's wait, what's the actual great game? Soccer, <laughs> football. <laughs> no, yeah, I yeah, I always like I sports games are so much more fun to me when it's Mario themed. Yeah, like Mario baseball is pretty fun. Oh man, I need to play that. Have you ever played it? No. Like that was like a fun like couch co-op game. And like, you know, you'd, you'd have a baseball field, but there's also a, a, tra- a Yoshi train that's going through the train. So you're like going to grab the ball and then suddenly get run over by a train. It's <laughs> <laughs> like uh, yeah. uh, Upright Citizens Brigade Thunderball. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. It's, there's, the, there's a drunk driver in like a Ford Pinto in the outfield that can just drive around and hit people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they do have a list of all the power-ups here. There's like a solid, what, 20 of them? Photon ball shoots a bullet that screams past the plate. Ninja ball. <laughs> Ninja ball. That's awesome. Yeah, dude, I I, I didn't notice because this was baseball, so I immediately, I immediately skipped, but I didn't realize this was actually fun. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Uh... Player pull contest. Hey, if you win this contest, you get to go to a basketball game, an all-star game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, going to like a big sports event sounds fun. Like, yeah, that I mean, yeah, that sounds like a great time. I, I you know, uh, if I like sports, this would be cool. That's what I wrote in the notes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think I, I think I kind of like sports. I think I would have fun going to this. Like, sports events are always pretty fun. What I really liked about this was they were showing off the new jacket, and they just found a new guy who kind of looks like Howard. <laughs> Like yeah, se- second prize you get a uh, EA Sports Network uh, jacket and hat. Yeah, and it is a guy that looks a lot like Howard. <laughs> like Howard is getting a little too uh, a little too old for the job, so they just grabbed another young, a young bright Howard alike. He kind of looks like Howard the warehouse. It's like Howard Phillips crossed with uh, frequent podcast guest Chase. A little bit. He's a little chasey. I I I, I get. I, I I'm with you. I'm with you on that. <laughs> Yeah, and third prize is that T-shirt again. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, they, they good up to the to the T-shirt. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, I I mentioned we talk about Toki. Toki is a this is a NES port of an arcade game, uh, and it's a so the plot of the plot of Toki is a wizard steals a caveman's girlfriend and turns the caveman into an ape that can shoot. Balls like Mega Man out of his mouth. That's fun. Uh, yeah, and you can get a football helmet to give you an extra life or like an extra hit. And uh, I actually rented Toki many times. I was, <laughs> when I was a little kid, I was super into Toki. And um, looking at it, I think I understand where you were kind of creeped out by it. I, there's something about um, old games mm-hmm. and having like kind of a weird, just pure black background. Yeah, it doesn't really like fully like fit the aesthetic. So it's like, it looks like it's like there's vines, you're like on rocks, there's waterfalls. It seems like the background should be like blue or something, but it's black because they're in like these really trippy caves. I always feel like those, uh, like other examples that would be like, there are those like Super Mario World early level. There's like a level that is the black background. And I always remember that being really trippy and like Moonside and like uh, Earthbound. Yeah. Uh, Something about that black background really trips, adds a trippy aspect to it. 
That's a good. That's a good read. I'm trying to remember. I think I have the arcade game, so I may give that a shot too to see how different it looks. Because obviously the graphics are much better. It's more uh-huh. like a 16 bit game. Um, there's not. I mean, it's just a platforming shooting game. There's not a whole lot going on to it, except it's super weird and kind of rainforest themed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Speaking of other childhood things, uh, Ultraman Towards the Future. I never. This game is not great. Uh-huh. But the show that it's based on, I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, it's super weird and I was really into it, but it was almost impossible to watch as a kid because it only came on during the day, during weekdays. So I only saw it when I was homesick. Yeah, that that, that seems like a weird, like, sick at, uh, Twilight Zone was like the weird sick at home show yeah. for me. And I was a kid, so I didn't fully appreciate it, but. Uh, I did finally. So this show, I was able to get a hold of the soundtrack and watch it on YouTube. Yeah. like ten years ago, and it's a, it's actually super cool. Yeah, because it's like you uh, in Japan though, right? Yeah, Ultraman's a big. Uh, the franchise is a big deal, and uh, Hideaki Anno, who did uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion and the latest Godzilla movie, okay, is doing an Ultraman movie. Which, oh, fuck yes! All right, like one of the greatest filmmakers That's what uh, around. About. Yeah, this show's super weird because it's a Japanese franchise, but the show is English. They shot it in Australia. Oh, really? So it's a, it's English speaking actors. Um, but it was like dubbed, like in Japanese, it had like just sub, like Japanese subtitles, or yeah, they either dubbed it or subbed it in Japan. Sub, subbed, yeah, and uh, so it's like Australian themed monsters and stuff. Wow, but it, that's it. That's interesting. Some of the fights are, I mean, it, it's kaiju fights, so it's like fake cities, and they're throwing guys in slow motion through buildings and shooting lasers at them, and mm-hmm. honestly, it rules. It's a cool show. Yeah, that's sick. I have wanted to like go through like and watch like all the old kaiju type, like just Godzilla, uh, Ultraman. Like, I, There's a part of me that does want to watch those originals. It does make, yeah, me too. I, uh, I guess there's that animated Ultraman Netflix show, but I have not gotten super into that. the top top five top top 30 top 30 maybe read the top five i can take it um okay so yeah but we got really low energy (laughs) okay we're thrilled to be here for three what are the top five video games top five nes games at number five somehow still in the top five is the simpsons bart versus the space mutants seven months strong in the top five bart Uh, no number four is a tm2 tm TMNT2 arcade game. All right. That's good. Number four. Number three, the Battletoads. No. I'm cool with that. I actually, I, I'm okay with them sticking. They don't deserve to be here, but they're they're working their way up. They're in the top five. Top Number two is Final Fantasy. All right. 15 months. Uh, and then still at number one for so long. Two years Super plus. Mario Bros. 3. That's crazy. Wild. 25 months. It's a really good game. You serious? Hey, number six. Uh, I wouldn't normally call out something outside of the top five, but it's Crystallis. Legend Yay. of Zelda is lower on the list than Crystallis is. Although Legend of Zelda has been on this top chart for 38 months. Good Lord. I'm glad that the TMT, the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle arcade game is dropping a little bit because mm-hmm. it's a good game, but it doesn't deserve. It was like, it beat Super Mario. The only time Mario Bros. 3 was beaten out by a game was by the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Turtle Mania. Two. So I, I'm glad they're getting, you know, you know, bubbling, falling down to where they probably should be, which is a little bit lower. It's it's a solid like top ten, maybe top thirty yeah. game. So it should be on the list. Put it in. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, we're pretty settled at this point. Like uh, Bill and Ted is at number thirty on this list, but that's not <laughs> that's not going to last. No, 
But yeah, the rest of these games are kind of the NES games. It really is. Yeah, it, it is like uh, every, I think we've mentioned this before, but like every game on this list, uh, they specifically like say when a game's like a newcomer, uh, a lot of the newcomers are like clearly going to be gone next month. And the yeah. rest of the games are these, these really tight top tier games. Yeah. I love this month's celebrity profile because it is Freddy Krueger. It's, Ro- it's Robert England. <laughs> yeah. And, Super awesome. <laughs> is Robert England the name of the Freddy Krueger character? Or? He's, he's the actor that plays him. Oh, he's the, okay, so they're not doing like another Bart Simpson where they're pretending <laughs> to like talk to Freddy Krueger? No, and I actually did read this whole profile, and this is probably the least uh, bullshit one that they've done. Oh, do you actually think there's a chance that it's real? Yeah, yeah. He's He's like talking about... You know, I don't know. He's he's just like having some fun with. It's lighthearted, even though it's a horror uh-huh. character. And he he lists he lists uh, his favorite horror films. And I mean, you know, these are scary movies. Uh, I think the one most people would recognize is Rosemary's Baby, but they don't really talk about scary. You know, Freddy Krueger killing people in their dreams. Yeah, they're not like, "What's your favorite movie?" I like stabbing people with my. <laughs> my favorite movie is stabbing people. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a movie. It's killing people in real life. Have you ever seen the Craig or Freddy Krueger movies? You know, I have not. I think I've seen the one I've seen the most of is Dream Warriors, which I think is the, is that the third one? Okay. So I've not seen the first. I've seen the Simpsons parody of it from the Treehouse of Horror episode <laughs> okay. more than I've seen the actual. Yeah, I've seen, movie. I've seen like only parodies of it. I mean, it's a, it's a very good premise of a scary yeah, movie. Yeah, between Simpsons and Rick and Morty, I've seen yeah. more parodies of Freddy Krueger than sure. actual Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Like I, I've I've played as him on Mortal Kombat. Oh right. <laughs> oh man, I got to try that. I have Mortal Kombat downloaded. Nice. Um. Yeah. It, it's it's fine. Robert England seems like a fun guy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he, he does recommend the power glove, which I think is messed up to do yeah, but, a, me, yeah with his claws on it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's fine. Good. Oh, good is thing. that a photo of him with the power glove that has claws attached to it? I believe we have a picture of him wearing the claw and the power glove at the same time. Uh, the claw hands. That's fun. That's pretty good. I would love a fourth one where he just has a power glove. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, a fourth nightmare? Didn't they do like six I, nightmare? Whatever, 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 yeah. whatever we're fucking like a new nightmare. A new nightmare where he just has a power glove and um, uh, kids like follow him and say like that's cool. I did <laughs> when the remake came out with uh, Jackie Earl Haley as Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did do the uh, Halloween Horror Nights maze of Nightmare on Elm Street. And it was pretty dope. Okay, that's sick. A lot of uh, walking through you know a room and then the walls are actually just sheer fabric so they cut the lights in the room and there's a bunch of shit in the walls like hands pushing out towards you it's pretty awesome okay yeah i'm in for that that's badass uh we're here at the pack watch uh i really this empire strikes back game is not good and i had it i i got it and i really should have not gotten it and uh, i'm really I'm a, I want to apologize to my younger self. <laughs> yeah, none of these games seem like total wins. They're all... The Lemmings seems fun. Yeah, Lemmings would have been... That would have been the I better I kind of wish I'd gotten Lemmings. That, that game's up. <laughs> fucked up. That's pretty much it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I think that's it. Uh, oh, there was... Uh, so before we get to the end of the magazine, the letter from George Sinfeld, 
the power editor. Uh, he he's apologizing for the Robin Hood issue, which we did is a couple episodes ago. Yeah, uh, that game's still not out as of this issue. Oh, really? Something happened and it got delayed. So he's like, hey, listen, I, I'm sorry about that. Making uh, games is hard. That's super funny. I, I thought you were saying like he was apologizing. Guys, we fucked up. That issue was so shitty. <laughs> I went. The man. art was bad. With so many typos. We did such a bad job. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, this The list of games on this next issue is pretty strong. Metroid 2, Tiny Toon Adventures wasn't bad. Batman Return of the Joker looks incredible for an NES game. Okay. And uh, ActRaiser is a cult classic. There we go. It's going to be a going to be a good month. We did it. What? Hey. Here we go. Here we go. Wow, look at that. End of the magazine. Are you are you kidding me? We got we got to do our ratings. Is this a bad issue? <laughs> yeah, really. There really wasn't a lot to Final Fantasy. We talked about Final Fantasy for a while. That was fun. I'm gonna be honest. I think we tried to squeeze more than it was worth. Oh well. All right. (laughs) I'm sorry if you felt squeezed, audience. Uh, Yeah, we got to give our ratings. Should we rate the issue? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not. I mean, it was actually a pretty good hard Nestor's adventure, if I'm being honest. But yeah, let's rate the issue. I'm a fucking three. You think it's a three? Yeah. Uh, What are the What are the three points for? Uh, honestly, at one point, I thought the Nestor's Adventure was back to like the classic formula of being just uh, kind of a fun... It was a fun mess. A fun mess, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they're back at the original swing of things, which I think is great. Uh, like They're having to figure out what... like Because that was what, what... Howard and Nestor was fun until they figured out what Howard and Nestor was. Yeah, and then it, and it was it, a bummer. And I think Nestor's Adventure is going to be fun until they figure out what it is. And then this in-between in time where they're just doing like, kind of big swings, I think we're in for some fun. Yeah, it's getting close to them figuring it out. You can feel it. I think number two would be the Final Fantasy feature was pretty good. Yeah. Okay. And number three was your it was your first issue, so I, I've got I've got to give it a little bump for that. All right. I'm gonna give it. Oh man. I want to give it a joke rating. I'm gonna give it. I will give it a four, where I will give it points for games I did not play at the time that I wish I had that are okay. in the magazine. So, for example, that Carmen San Diego game, probably would have really enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, I wish I had gotten that instead of the Empire Strikes Back. Absolutely. Uh, what else? The UN Squadron game. Uh, it's the the Lemmings game. These all look better than uh, than the games I actually ended up playing at the time. How does it feel to like the first issue or volume you ever got is just a total steaming piece of shit? <laughs> how's, uh, that, how's that feel? I'm really struck by how much of the Flintstones game I committed to my permanent memory. Like <laughs> it's it's really um, definitely taking two points off for that. Yeah. Uh, the Final Fantasy game, actually. I mean, I, I think what struck me most, in all seriousness, is how much of the kind of dr- dramatic building blocks of this Final Fantasy game kind of stuck in my head as like this is how you tell an interesting story. Oh. So it's kind of like a formative writing thing. Is not the game, but this feature in the magazine. Maybe I'm up it up to a five. Nah, that's four. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Well, they can't all every every volume can't be great. They can't all be bangers. Can't all be bangers. They, most of them might not be, but we're gonna keep I, going I, through them. I, you know, I'm excited for uh, you know committing to 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 just only covering half the volume. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how are we? I don't know, but like, I feel like half of this shit, over fifty percent of this magazine, I just not want to talk about. 
I mean, that, that's not a new thing. <laughs> no, we, we have not. It's not. If this, if this show, not. if we literally went feature by feature through the entire thing, each episode would be three hours. The Now You're Playing with Podcast Podcast is brought to you by the Podcast Power Players Power Team. Music by Games Cameron. Find back episodes, send us emails, and do cool stuff at our website, nowyourplaying.com. That's your with an E, because we know how to do grammar.